Welcome to Health and Wellness University, the podcast focused on helping you reach optimal levels of health and wellness. And now, here's your host, Fernando Flores. Looking up, there's always sky. Rest your head, I'll take you high. We won't fade into darkness. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Health and Wellness University. And in particular, our guest lecturer series. If you are interested in being featured as a guest lecturer, please don't hesitate to reach out. If you have something to share in the areas of health and wellness, please connect with us and you could potentially be featured on our podcast. To connect, please email healthandwellnessuniversity at gmail.com to obtain more information. And we look forward to receiving your submission. Take care and connect soon. Hi, everyone. My name is Marcia Moran, and welcome to the Health and Wellness University. Just so that you know a little bit about me, I am from Virginia. I wrote a book, and I am out speaking about it now. The book was recently released last November, and it is called Stroke Forward, How to Become Your Own Healthcare Advocate, One Step at a Time. So in terms of today's lesson, I'm going to talk you about how you should never give up. As you can guess by the title of my book, I had a stroke. It came in the middle of the night. When I woke up on Sunday morning, I felt off in a way I'd never experienced before. I remembered that I had coffee scheduled with a friend later that morning, but based on how I would feeling, I knew I wouldn't be able to keep our date. I sat up in bed, picked up my mobile phone, and texted her. No matter how hard I tried, something kept jumbling the message. Finally, I just gave up. I decided to get more sleep. As I laid down, I felt an intense throbbing in my head. I turned on to my left side. The pain exploded. I've never experienced anything so horrible. I tried but failed to change positions. I was too weak. Despite my discomfort, I drifted off. When I awoke the second time, my right side was completely limp. I knew that I was in real trouble. I also knew that if I didn't get up at that moment, I might not wake up a third time. I could hear the TV downstairs. Jim, my husband, was watching sports. I just needed to get to him. I maneuvered my body toward the edge of the bed. Once there, gravity took over and I landed on the floor. I reached out and dug my left hand into the carpet. I yanked myself inch by painful inch towards the door. Jim rushed upstairs and knelt beside me. Marcia, he said, are you all right? Can you talk to me? I just looked at him. I remember thinking, well, this is interesting. I can't speak. He grabbed his phone and called 911. I felt a measure of relief. An ambulance is coming. The paramedics arrived quickly. The first question they asked was, 
What time did I have the stroke? Jim didn't know, and I couldn't respond. The paramedics strapped me into the carrier, and we left the house. I slid into unconsciousness. I had a decision to make the second time I awoke that morning. I could take action. I could get out of bed and do everything I could to get help, or I could do nothing. I could accept what had happened and give up. I chose to never give up. I had the therapies most stroke survivors get, speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. I worked at them every single day. I will admit that some days were much harder than others, but I still persisted. That is important. When it gets too hard, some people say that they will take a quick break. Lay off for a day or two. Those two days often become the beginning of the end for them. The first two years after my stroke, I was in a lot of pain. In fact, I was in so much pain that my body could only deal with the most critical pain points. In the beginning, it was my shoulder. On the scale of 1 to 10, it hurt at a 9 for many, many months. Everything else fell off to the side. After a very, very long time, the pain in my shoulder became less, and I began to work on my hip, which was probably about a 7. And so I worked through the pain points until they became tolerable. That is the key for me. It's tolerable for me now that I don't think about the pain. There are more important things to do in life than think about what it is. I like to think what I can be, who I am becoming, and I never give up. That's important because I also have aphasia. According to the National Aphasia Association, it is the impairment of language affecting the production or comprehension of speech and the ability to read or write. If the symptoms of aphasia last longer than two or three months after a stroke, a complete recovery is unlikely. Up to 40% of stroke victims have aphasia. Mine was broke as aphasia. I could hear and understand words, but I couldn't talk back. Sometimes, especially when I was tired or I was talking to someone I didn't know. I had another surprise. I didn't know how to spell much of the time either. Let's go back to the National Aphasia Association. They say that people with aphasia may have difficulty retrieving words and names, but the person's intelligence is basically intact. Aphasia is not like Alzheimer's disease. For people with aphasia, it has the ability to access ideas and thoughts through language, not the ideas and thoughts themselves that is disrupted. So here I was after my stroke, having difficulty talking to people and writing things down. Would I ever get over these difficulties? Well, the answer is yes, and they came from unexpected sources. I was recommended by an acquaintance to visit a chiropractor for low-level laser light therapy. 
It was two years post-stroke. By now, my aphasia didn't seem so bad to people listening to me talk. They didn't know that what I thought in my head and what I said aloud were two very different things. In my mind, the thoughts were disjointed. If I could just say the words I was thinking rather than the words that came out, I'd feel like a normal person. Moreover, when I tried to go into deeper conversation, I just couldn't. The doctor that thought low-level laser therapy might help me. We agreed to try a few sessions to see if I would improve. I remember laying down on a red exam table. The laser, about the size of a large smartphone, was held in place by a little portable grip. As he turned it on, the doctor instructed me to do the cross crawl with my arms and legs. Essentially, you bring your left leg and right arm up as high as they will go. When they swing down, the right leg and left arm go up. I felt a little odd about doing the cross crawl. Up, down, up, down. After a few minutes, though, I was finished. The cross crawl is an integral part of laser therapy because it stimulates nerve cells on both sides of the brain. Even though I felt a little silly, I did the cross crawl effectively every time because I wanted maximum benefit. The doctor uses Erconia Corporation's 635 low-level laser light therapy because this company is approved by the FDA. 635 nanometers heals and repairs the cellular structure of our bodies. What did I learn from this? Never give up. While my aphasia wasn't over, it was better. My next surprise came when another chiropractor suggested that I try neurofeedback. It was the summer of 2017. It was three and a half years after my stroke, and this particular doctor piqued my interest when he told me that his office was getting a neurofeedback machine. He was going to California for training. The doctor invited me to investigate microcurrent neurofeedback and learn more about the technology he would be using. What I read sounded fantastic. The more exciting thing that I read was this machine has been used effectively in helping mild to moderate traumatic brain injury survivors over 85% of the time, and the results are sustainable. According to the company, the brain is frozen in a dysfunctional homeostasis that leads to dysregulation. A microcurrent neurofeedback causes brief microstimulation to the brain that results in temporary fluctuation in brain waves. This temporary change allows the brain to reorganize itself. Thus, it does not train the brain like traditional neurofeedback, but instead disentrains the brain by allowing it to reorganize itself and release itself from frozen or stuck patterns. This is analogous to rebooting a frozen computer. After finishing 16 sessions, I dramatically improved in speech. My aphasia is almost gone. I used to struggle to get the right words out, but now what I think about can leave my brain and come out of my mouth. 
I'm not scrambling for words most of the time. It's amazing. So what have I learned from this lesson? Never give up. I guess that lesson is really important to me. Like talking, I also had to work on writing. Nine months after my stroke, it took me all day to type two paragraphs correctly. I had to look up words using an online thesaurus. You have to spell a word, and sometimes getting the first letters out don't come naturally. I also had to learn to type with my right hand. It lay like an old lumpy dead fish on the keyboard. It took perseverance to make it type again. You already know this lesson. Never give up. You can do anything you set your mind to. If you really, really want something, you will find a way to make it happen. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in to the Health and Wellness University and tuning in to today's lesson. Make sure you follow me on Facebook at Stroke Forward, How to Become Your Own Healthcare Advocate One Day at a Time, or check out my website, Stroke Forward. If you would like to buy my book, it is available on Amazon.com under the name, you guessed it, Stroke Forward. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Health and Wellness University. Make sure you follow Health and Wellness University on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn for additional empowering content. Just search for Health and Wellness University and it will come right up. Also, don't hesitate to reach out to healthandwellnessuniversity at gmail.com should you wish to attend or be a speaker at our annual San Francisco Health and Wellness Conference. If you are looking for accountability in the context of your health and wellness, please accept this invitation to join the Self-Empower Hour, which is a powerful accountability group. For more details, just shoot an email over to healthandwellnessuniversity at gmail.com. Take care, and as always, wishing you great health and wellness.